Welcome back to the journey through the Bhagavad Gita. I'm here with Chaitanya Charan, our teacher, and Balaram, my fellow student. Today we are in chapter 2, text 33, and um, we are learning the material reasons why um, Krishna is telling Arjuna that he should take action. So with that, uh, Cece, do you want to take us into it? Sure. So we are on the text 2033 now. If, however, you do not perform your religious duty of fighting, then you will certainly incur sins for neglecting your duties and thus lose your reputation as a fighter. So here, Krishna is continuing his discussion of what Arjuna should be doing. This particular section of 31 to 37 is basically uh, applying knowledge of the soul to decision-making. What should he be doing? In fact, this is the this section and the next section also. So right now, Arjuna's choices are that he fight or not fight. And if he fights, there are two, two ways that he may win or lose. And if he doesn't fight. So... Win is, yeah, it's already he gets glory. Lose, he still gets heaven. That was mentioned in the previous text, 31 and 32. And now what will happen if he doesn't fight? That's going to be discussed in these verses. So here, Krishna is going to give him two results of this. Outline two results. First is, there will be, there will be what we call as dereliction of duty. He has been trained, he has been appointed as a protector of society. And if he, de he derelicts his duty, when society needs to be protected, that time there will be grievous wrongdoing, that he will get consequences of that. So the idea is that in society, each one of us has a particular role to play. And even if that role is difficult, if we abandon the role just because it is difficult, then this is in law. This is there. I think there are crimes of there are crimes are of two types. There is omission and commission. So commission is something which a person does or gets someone else to do. It's more of this is associated with action. What you did that leads to a crime and inaction. That is also a, can be a crime. If there is a riot going on and police don't do anything, they're not doing anything can also be a crime. So here Krishna is talking about that. The first part, there'll be dereliction of duty. And the next part he's going to say, he, you will lose your reputation as a warrior. That particular point will be elaborated in the next words. So two consequences 
of choosing not to fight shall we go to next verse yeah okay People will always speak of your infamy, and for a respectable person, dishonor is worse than death. That's heavy. <laughs> yeah. So here is it's this is a more of a you could say the Gita. It offers philosophical statements, but those philosophy does not occur in a vacuum. So this is more like a psychological and sociological statement. Mm -hmm. It's both. What it means is that there is what you can call as shaming. Now, Shaming can be both a like, bad thing and a good thing. Now, for example, when can be a bad thing? When people are humiliated, people are tormented, often for things which are beyond their control, then it's terrible. But on the other hand, if people are people are corrected by that, then shaming can be good. So, for example, if we consider tobacco smoke so not yeah smoking mainly in public places almost entirely stopped now and previously it was quite cool but it stopped because it's not just strict laws were passed about smoking in public it's also there's a certain amount of shaming over there so uh, is it a good thing well it depends we all need we have a part within us which wants to act short-sighted selfish self even self-destructive and that part needs to be stopped and the short-sighted part within us so now it needs to be checked and for checking it that's why i talk about those two things internal and external factors psychological and sociological factors. So there's an internal factor to it, inter an external factor to it. So if somebody is robbing and they'll be caught by society, so there can be shaming and then there can be uh, penalizing. Penalizing is more of a legal punishment. So if somebody acts in an unbecoming way, not everything wrong can be made illegal and punished. Many things can be, many things can't be. So societies often control them, people's behavior. So external means more the social factors. Now internal, there are two factors which we will discuss later. There is our conscience and then there is our intelligence. Conscience operates more based on feelings. This doesn't feel right. I have a bad feeling about this. Intelligence is more of reason. So both of these can be used. So shaming is generally done by society. Penalizing is done by the state. 
So here, these are ways to check. Can you? These are ways to check what? The short-sighted part within us. The, the short-sighted part, which, part which, within us. The okay. part which wants to act. Uh, take always a shortcut, even so, if it uh, is problem. So in this example, it's it's Arjuna. It's Krishna calling out Arjuna for not wanting to fight. He's telling him that it's short-sighted, and what you're saying is that there's different ways that we can check this short-sighted part within each and every one of us in this example krishna is is shaming him but there's but there's other ways that we can check this as well internally we can we can check it with our feelings our conscious we can identify it maybe by identifying our feelings and and our conscious and then our intel using our intelligence to to kind of reason it out like when we know that we're doing something short-sighted like like eating junk food or something, our intelligence knows that that's that that's um, a short-sighted thing to do. So you're just saying there's all different ways, and in this example, um, Krishna is is kind of shaming him by telling him that dishonor is worse than than death. <laughs> well, yes. See, firstly, Krishna is not shaming him at all. Krishna is saying you will be shamed. This oh, is people, people okay. About thanks it. for clarifying that. <laughs> It's kind of like Krishna's think, shaming him. Because yeah, <laughs> he says that people will talk about it. People will speak of your infamy for a long time to come. Okay. That makes more so sense. It's like, yeah. You know, say, suppose there's a party and there are 20 people in the party and there may be the 20 cake pieces. And one person starts eating 15 of those cake pieces themselves. Sure. And now... Now, it's not that you're going to take that person to court and punish them in law. But that, that is wrong. You know, we should be sharing it. So yeah. at that time, okay. there, there'll be something like some some level of shaming over there. You know, why are you being such a glutton or whatever? So Krishna is telling Arjuna that you will be you will be shamed by this. So okay. that's the point over here. That he's not saying that I'm going to shame you. Yeah, that's better. When you were saying it, I was like, I don't know if that's good. That doesn't sound very nice. Okay, that mm. makes sense. He's pointing out that that will be the consequence of his action. Yes. Now, it's interesting what is said over here is, so shaming is fair enough. I mean, it, it can be used. It can be misused also, where sometimes people are sent on a guilt trip and they are coerced, emotionally manipulated and coerced into doing uh, things which actually may not be good. It may not be good for them. It may not be good for the other person. It may not just be good at all. So the negative part is there. But here the focus is on Krishna is making this very, it's not just dishonor is, you will, it will be bad. So how bad will it be? He says dishonor is worse than death. So that's the next point I'm going to, that why the, this magnitude. So first I mentioned the point that of shaming can be used as a corrective measure at times. So, I'd like to go to this point now. Balram, you have any comments? No, please go ahead, Prabhu. Okay. So, in general, when we say it's 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 corrective, it's more like this acts as a, both of these can also act as deterrents. That means it's, they just stop us from doing wrong things. No. So here, the idea is, what will people think of me? Now, is that a good thing to think about? Well, it will stop us from doing the right thing. 
but if it stops us from doing the wrong thing that is that's not a bad motive it's not the best motive by any means and that's why the gita will not focus on this too much hmm? but it is one of the factors that is to be considered mm -hmm. so this now dishonor is worse than death now is that really true well well there are times sometimes uh, if we consider people commit people end their lives they commit suicide and there are many motivations for that but sometimes people end their lives because they are ashamed or they are humiliated they are ashamed of what they have done they are humiliated by others it's it's tragic but it, this does happen psychologically sometimes people can feel a pain so great pain of being mortified being humiliated being ashamed so great that they say I, i cannot face anyone with this i'm going to end my life but now is this desirable certainly it's not desirable but it is a fact that at that point a person will might anyone uh, colloquially people say i felt like the ground should open up and i i would the ground would devour me but like i would just disappear from this place i just don't want to be here at all this is a terrible situation to be in and especially if we had done something terrible so it is not a not an un, unfamiliar understanding now specifically or un, unfamiliar sentiment over here specifically for a warrior and let's gita gita is using in the word so kirtir maranartir so for somebody who has been honored dishonor has been worse than death so what does it mean it's that we all in our lives when we get something hmm, so while everything comes in positives and negatives so you could say honor and dishonor are also going to come in positive and negative hmm. and it is true that to the extent one has been honored just like if somebody is a celebrity so the celebrity they will be celebrated but then there are also so much rumor mongering there is so much gossiping and often much of it is untrue also so if somebody is honored if somebody celebrity gets fame but then the celebrity also gets gossip and you cannot just have one side of the bargain it's very difficult so while in general somebody in the public eye who gets praised will also be criticized and uh, many people will try very forcefully to avoid that that's why i say ty tyrants tyrannical rulers may censor all criticism they may try to persecute anyone who tries to criticize them but the fact of the world is this is there now if somebody never had much honor that high was this much that low will also be this much it really won't make much difference for them but for somebody who has gone way high up the down will be extremely painful for them mm. Mm. so that's why if there has been honored for the person who has been honored dishonor will be extremely unbearable and dishonor also comes in different areas say <laughs> now somebody is good at one field 
and then it's found that they're not good in another field there's somebody's a great great basketball player and then maybe there's a celebration they are asked to sing the national anthem or some song and they turn out to be very poor singers so then it might be a little embarrassing but it won't be mortifying it won't be devastating for them so generally if you have got honor in one field and then there is dishonor in another field that's painful but this is this is often bearable but if same field we have been honored and then that person is also gets dishonor then this can be often extremely hard to bear this can become unbearable the so for arjuna in the case of arjuna he is a hero he is a warrior and a hero so for him that is the source of honor or such a great warrior he is and for a person who is a warrior like that if he is turned out to be a if he turn if he acts in a way that is cowardly you know that it will be dishonor if a coward who flees from the battle then that would be unbearable for him so basically in this particular verse uh, krishna is giving arjuna a vision of the future the choices that you are making what is going to be the result of that that people will mock you people will ridicule you that you ran away out of fear and therefore you are a coward and that would be unbearable for you so that's is what this, is being talked about in this yeah is this rationale not is this rationale not contra- contradictory to the to the happiness and distress are the same verse and like to the just that verse where he says that you know happiness comes distress comes and goes like isn't this kind of the same along yeah. the same thread like is he almost contradicting himself because the logic he's using to talk him yes, yes, cannot yes. <laughs> i would have been in distress if you had not asked that question so <laughs> 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 now in the bhagavad gita krishna uses a very interesting approach if you consider this is the target hmm? the coffin of when you use the word bullseye i hate that word i hate i don't like that word because you know why do you want to hurt a bull and that too in the eye you hit the bullseye it is a cruel term actually hmm? so <laughs> yes, i have not thought about it much <laughs> yeah it is the non literal it's a li- the literal term has become non literal now but i'll just yeah. use the target so now an expert archer can hit the target well it's clear that i'm not even an expert drawer what to speak expert <laughs> archer <laughs> okay i'll just make this bigger it's <laughs> <laughs> one way to do it <laughs> so an expert archer could hit the target and hitting the target is not easy fighting from distance but a really expert archer could hit the target from multiple directions and if you could do that 
not from the front of the target but from various directions that would really be impressive so what krishna is doing in the bhagavad gita is krishna wants arjuna to act so act is the target and act in the case of his is do your duty of fighting so krishna will hit that target from multiple directions so that's why i said that this is from the perspective of material calculations hmm? and krishna will in fact we will go to the next the 38th and 39th 37th and 38th verses krishna will almost contradict himself because he will move from material calculations to spiritual calculations but here krishna is using material calculations and his point is that okay even if you understand you are the soul and it's important to understand that no doubt but that does not mean that material sensations and material emotions they are going to suddenly disappear i understand i am the soul but still if the temperature falls i am going to feel cold so now the knowledge of the soul can help me to tolerate it knowledge of the soul what it does is it material sensations and emotions still remain it's not that they are going to go away just because of the knowledge now we can tolerate it i have options tolerate or i can say can't tolerate but the point is that uh, just like if we are going to go to a, go to a doctor and the doctor has to give us a shot and the shot the doctor may tell and this will hurt a bit now how much is it going to hurt can i tolerate it you know it's good that i at least be told you know, if i have to do some procedure and after the procedure i have to i when my body is going to be pain for 6 hours i need to be told that then so similarly krishna is telling over here to arjuna that for you when you are dishonored it will be an unbearable experience it will be an extremely painful experience rather than unbearable it will now do you want to bear it is it worth is it necessary it like if it's going to be freezing cold if i'm told then if something is important i might still go out in the cold but i need to be told so there are two okay. different thing so there so is the experience there is the experience and there is the attitude towards the experience so what krishna is saying here is that the experience will be terribly terrible now still you can choose to tolerate it if you want but know that the experience is going to be tolerable okay. so in one sense this is the information that krishna is giving over here and then after that you can make an informed decision do i still want to go through the experience and i'll decide whether i want to tolerate it or not you know the the bhagavad gita's flow is quite complex and there are times when krishna seems to contradict himself so i'll address this uh, question in a little bit in the future session let's try to summarize what we discussed today till now so basically we discussed two verses and the first point was about shaming that shaming has its negatives when people are guilt tripped and mortified 
and people are humiliated by shaming but shaming can also have its positives when people are corrected or stopped checked from doing the wrong thing so like the example of say smoking and other things so krishna is talking about that power of shaming over here and then he talks about how the experience of dis- uh, basically we all have a uh, we all need deterrents from wrong doing we have a tendency within us to do wrong and those deterrents can be internal and external both so we discuss we are focusing on one particular deterrent primarily internally it can be our conscience and our intelligence externally it can be our it's the power of shaming is done by society and then penalizing which is done by the state so krishna is focusing primarily on this one over here and then lastly we discussed about the the multi level approach to education to persuasion that krishna is using he like like the different arrows that are arrows from different directions being hit at the target so in the geeta so this part we will explore more in our next session thank you hare krishna thank you so much thank you krishna